Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with executive advisor, coach, educator, and best-selling author, David Noor. He is internationally recognized as the leading expert of applications of strategic relationships and profitable growth, sustained innovation, and lasting change. He's the author of 12 books, including bestsellers. He serves as a trusted advisor to global clients and coaches corporate clients all over the place. We get into so much. Enjoy this interview. Hey, it's great to meet you. Thank you very much for taking a minute up to the show today. I appreciate it. Sure. Before we get into your life here, I want to kind of hone in a little bit on what we've lived through for the last three years with the pandemic. And I'm curious, how did you survive this COVID time period we've all lived through? And how has it changed the way that you live your life and conduct business now? So uh, this global pandemic, believe it or not, uh, all of our research shows is just one example, Joe, of 15 forces that are going to continue to disrupt the way we live, the way we work, the way we play, and the way we give to others. So this one is called, a, it's an example of what's called a black swan event. We knew what pandemics were. We'd had them before. We knew they were going to happen. We just don't know when and the depth in which it will impact our lives. So what I'm a huge believer of is you have to constantly reinvent yourself. And some uh, could be on your timeline. Others, you're going to be forced to do so. So uh, I was coming back from my kid's spring break in Cancun, Mexico, and they're shutting airports down. And if you're a professional speaker or consultant or coach and you're used to traveling as much as I used to, uh, pre-pandemic days, 2018, I was on the road 208 days, I quickly figured out that I wasn't going to get on a plane anytime soon. So then what's the answer? which is completely double down quickly to move your value, your unique value add online. If you're not going to get on a plane and go to people's buildings and get on stages, then how can you deliver that value in a different medium? So I, I spent 10, 15 grand on cameras and lights and rigs and you know higher internet access and started reaching out to my relationships, not to sell them anything, but to find out how they were doing and what I could do to help and how I could add value. And believe it or not, 2021 were two of our best years because we reinvented ourselves to deliver that value online. In terms of how it's changed the way I work and live, I think for most of us, it, it, it really became apparent that we work to live not the other way around. So in one of my most recent books, Curvebenders, I wrote about this idea of work-life blending. And a mentor drove into me years ago, we don't have a personal life and a professional life. We have one life. So the sooner you can integrate your passion, your, your things that, that you're, you're, you're excited about, you want to do with things that we're obligated to do. Most of us aren't financially independent or wealthy, and I, you know, so we have to work. So how do you combine your vocation with your avocation to just make it a lot more fulfilling life? And that's, that's what I've tried to do more of. So, David, let's get to the brass tacks of exactly what you do on a daily basis. And I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day. One of the kids mm -hmm. will stop at you and says, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? Uh, for that third grader, if you better had a a sports coach, if you've ever had a 
uh, an entertainment coach that that took you from really doing something well to a to a greater level to a higher level that's an example of what I do and I do that with individuals I do that with teams I do that with organizations so your mom and dad work for a company and they sell a product or service I go in and help them uh, sell more of those sell it at a higher value sell it to a different market become really efficient about how they sell it uh, they want to uh, you know, somebody wants to go after a new job, really coach and mentor them in that personal professional growth. And my secret sauce is this idea of strategic relationships. So, Joe, for the last 20 years, I've been a student of business relationships, and I've written several books, and I've coined the phrase relationship economics because it really does have very quantifiable value in that process. When you were in the third grade, what did you want to be when you grew up? What was your no, that's a, that's, a, that's a good one. That's an easy one. I wanted to be an astronaut. And I, I carried that, I, joking aside, I carried that vision. I think I saw, uh, I saw uh, very early on uh, space as that, that's what I want to do. And I was actually headed for the Air Force Academy until we figured out that I needed glasses and I didn't have 20-20 vision. And they offered me to fly, you know, choppers and, uh, like, no thanks. And I could have gotten that through computer science and other avenues. But, yeah, ever since I think I was, uh, you know, five or six years old, I wanted to be an astronaut. So on your path right now, let's go back to where you were born and raised and how some of these seeds began for you. How did mm. some of these early seeds become what you've grown into? Great question. So I'm originally from Iran. Uh, came to the U.S. in 1981 with a suitcase, 100 bucks. Didn't know anybody. Didn't speak a word of English. And I came here to finish high school and go to college. And I've been blessed. I'm, I'm living the the quintessential American dream. What it what it shaped, and I certainly didn't get it then. Walking through the bazaars of Iran with my dad doing our Friday errands is, Joe. The rest of the world builds relationships first from which they do business. Unfortunately, as Americans, or even a lot of Western cultures, we're so focused on the business part that if and only if the business part works, then we'll think about building the relationship or asking them about their loved ones. Or So hence the disconnect when we go into places and they don't look like us or sound like us or come from our backgrounds. So I've become this one-man crusader, right, flag bearer of, listen, if you, if you lead with the relationship first and, and, and nurture that part, what it is that you're after, whether it's an investment or a sale or a client or whatever, you know, successful project, whatever it is that you're trying to work on, it will come if you invest in, if you authentically, genuinely invest in nurturing a trusting relationship with that other side. The challenge is, we cannot do that for everybody. Science, you know, again, social science has proven an average individual can proactively manage about 100 to 150 relationships. So a million-dollar question for every one of us and your listeners, which ones? And how do you know? And if you can't invest in everybody equally, how will you then prioritize who you invest in? That's what I've spent a lifetime professionally thinking about, measuring, reading, hypothesizing, battle testing, 
and future proofing a disciplined approach to do just that. Who's been a role model or a hero for you in your life? Um, I, I, I tend to think of that question in a couple of different manners. In terms of, you know, who I want to become, unequivocally my dad. I mean, this guy is still alive, 86 years old, one of the hardest working people I've ever met, unbelievable work ethic, unbelievable honesty and 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 forthrightness what you see is what you get and it just he's worked his entire life to provide for our family in terms of what i want to accomplish i i i um i admire a lot of attributes about great leaders so i i you know i spent some time with carol tomei the the ceo of ups a couple of weeks ago the woman is i think five 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 six so, but this, this, uh, she's a giant within and she exudes servant leadership and she exudes intellectual curiosity. Um, there's Ed Bastian, a CEO of Delta Airlines. I, you know, so I've met a lot of executives over the years who, who, um, really convey and really live very specific attributes in their leadership brand. So my, my hero, people I look up to is almost like a, fictitious character of of all of these individual attributes if you were put a you know robot together it's an arm from this and a leg from that and a shoulder from this and same way that leadership brand that i'm trying to follow is really a culmination of these attributes from all these executives i've been blessed to meet over the years so if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now who would it be meet anyone alive on the planet um probably elon musk just just because I admire his approach to challenging the status quo, not defending it. Uh, if you think about visionaries like him, like Steve Jobs, they they see the world very differently, and they, they approach it very differently, and they're um, genuinely curious about what if. What if we tried something? What if we... Uh, and through that process, they, they change the way we live. They change the way we see the world. So what is it that ultimately motivates you through the day? What's the, what's the ultimate mm -hmm. thing that gets you up and moving and accomplishing what you want to get done in a day? Yeah, I, I, I've, I've thought a lot about that. And one of the books I'm working on is this notion of, a, of an immigrant success DNA. Um, there are attributes like education, right? You pour education growth into yourself that's an investment that no one can ever take away from you um so i i have a undergrad a master's degree i have aspirations to go get a phd because both formal and informal education i deeply believe in and that comes from parents that drove that into us but fundamentally as long as i've known me i've been a happy-go-lucky person but i'm not content i'm not i'm not done i think you know, this is not a religious comment. It's just one of faith that, that God creates each of us for a calling. And, and, and he shapes us like that mud that becomes a, a vase that, that is then cooked, that, that then is painted, and it becomes this beautiful vase. We, we are shaped through our life for that calling. Uh, and, and you, you can't, you can't guess at it. You can't accelerate it. You can't, it will come. 
and and what gets me up I'm, I'm up at 5 a.m every morning including weekends i'm up before my alarm clock goes off um beyond exercising beyond spending time with the family i, I love what i do so what drives me is is the mission to you know lead to create connect to serve that that's what i'm about i, I want to lead to create value i want to lead to create great leaders i want to lead to create exceptional experiences and i'm i'm you know the whole relationship epicenter of who i am and what i do is is intended to serve serve others serve values serve the community i live in and that's my mission that's that's what i try to live and do every single day so what are you the proudest of that you've accomplished and done in your life up to this point uh, unequivocally my kids um you know professionally you've heard the old adage joe nobody's going to care how much was in my bank account or the size of the house i lived in the only thing that matters and we're all we're all going is is the legacy we leave behind in many ways i feel like our kids um hopefully become the best version of us and um got a 21 year old daughter and a 19 year old son could not be more proud of both of them wife of 27 years those are the things that end of the day matter um you know i'm I'm an eagle scout I, I i worked my way through both undergrad and grad school those are just part of that molding for the calling um the books i write i'm not you, you and your audience would be delighted to hear i'm not writing harry potter never going to get wealthy writing books but if one person reads one of the books or one chapter or a page in a book and you know, it moves them, it changes, it improves their condition of life in some small way. My my job is done. So what has been one of the best fan letters, client responses, so to mm. speak, that you've ever gotten in your life? Uh, I have now become a partner at KPMG responsible for a multi-million dollar global account and I would have never gotten this job nor met, you know, prove any success if I didn't listen to what you taught us a decade ago. Let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into the 20-year-old version of yourself, and you could give that version of you a piece of advice based on the roads you've been down, the trials you've overcome, the wisdom you've gained. What would you tell your young version? Age is a terrible price to pay for wisdom. Uh, I was president of a company at 32 um, you know, pretty successful early, you know, made, made some good money in my twenties and I was always impatient. I was always felt like I could do more. I could be more. I could achieve more. I could, and what I didn't have is the gray hair and the wrinkles that I constantly remind my kids of that I didn't paint on the gray hair and the wrinkles have been earned. And what you don't know at 20 is you know, the experiences that, that you gain and you um, build on, hopefully, by the time you get to 55. And and uh, at a young age, you have a lot of energy. You have a lot of enthusiasm, aspirations. Um, combine that. Go Go work with mentors. Go work with uh, wise people who will leave an indelible imprint on not just what you accomplish, but who you become. And there are, you know, there will always be, be chances to make more money. There's always more chances to, um, you know, do those things, but, but cherish kind of every minute of the journey because for way too many people, it, it, it ends way before they realize. 
So, David, everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you're the one in control of your life. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Um, hopefully, uh, <laughs> I'll prove it, uh, incredibly tenacious. Uh, Joe, one of the things that I pride myself is in that, that, um, that tenacity, that drive, that, um, again, part of it is that immigrant DNA. Uh, hopefully intelligent. Um, I, I, I genuinely am a very curious mind. Um, hopefully kind and considerate. Uh, hopefully a friend. Uh, that people would say, you know, he was kind to everybody he met. I, I've learned a mentor. I, I, the other thing that for your audience might be useful is I, a mentor drove into me years ago that we're all products of the advice we take. So who are you listening to? And, and you know, mentor drove into me, never speak ill of others, uh, never worry about things you can't control, like you eating poison, expecting somebody else to die. Let it go. Let let those things go, uh, and I, and I've tried to live that. Um, have I been perfect? No, nobody is. But if you think about where wisdom comes from, it comes from making good decisions. Good decisions come from making bad decisions, and and living through those consequences. And my goal is hopefully make more good decisions every day and fewer bad ones. So if anyone wants to learn more about you, your books, anything related to your world, where can they go? Where's the best place? The easiest place is just our website, nor, N-O-U-R, norgroup.com, or you can just Google my name, David Nor N-O-U-R, and you'll find all kinds of videos and books and resources. I would also encourage your audience, come join us in our private online community, norgroup, N-O-U-R, group.com, slash forum. Uh, we don't sell anything. It's just a you know private online community for like-minded professionals. Wonderful, David. This has been great, man. Thank you so much for getting in touch with me. I'm I'm so glad that we we had the chance to to talk today and for you to open up and to, for for the audience to get a better portal into your world. So thank you. I appreciate it, Joe. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.